I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, I take you to a unique type of restaurant in China and how it's a reminder of the dangers of forgetting our past. The god of lightning does not hit the man who eats. Ye Yun Li's grandfather often said this when she was young. The lesson, eating was a virtue. Sometimes to make them appreciate food more, he told hunger stories to her and her sister. A poor scholar went to a banquet and saw sesame seeds scattered on the table. Let me teach you calligraphy, the man said to the guests. After which he licked his forefinger and wrote like a master on the table, cleaning up the sesame seeds as he went. Another story goes that a poor man from a village visited a wealthy friend in the city, and the friend invited him to a fancy restaurant, ordered a cup of tea, and asked him to politely help himself to all the good smells. Yi Yun grew up during the Cultural Revolution. where famine killed millions and food shortages were so severe that everything was rationed in her words whatever wasn't rationed became a treat my sister drank soy sauce from the bottle i sipped vinegar today a peculiar kind of restaurant is found in china most commonly in chongqing in the northwestern province of sichuan the decor replicates a different era blown up headshots of lin biao and Jiang Qing two of the masterminds behind the cultural revolution Dao and Lai and Vladimir Lenin make frequent appearances and of course Mao Zedong himself fixes customers with his pensive gaze under the watchful eyes of China's communist forefathers teenage waiters donning red guard outfits serve up Chongqing's distinctive spicy hotpot food abounds and the favorite meat is pork a national food obsession The setting which is quirky and unique to the young is startling and unsettling to those who lived through the cultural revolution. The average Chinese today eats 6 times more pork than they did around the revolution. A country which was dying of famine a few decades ago is now tackling a silent killer. Obesity. The severity of the problem can be gauged by the fact that even amongst its fittest people, its soldiers, obesity is growing. Rifle butts are too short for their long arms and soldiers assigned to tank divisions are sometimes too big for the tanks. Chinese food though is diverse with eight modern cuisines. During my travels I have eaten at dozens of places and each time I was discovering not only new dishes but entirely new cuisines. How well known Chinese joke is that they eat anything that has four legs other than a table anything that flies other than an airplane and anything that swims other than a submarine while that may hold true for cantonese food it does not hold true for the rest of the country just consider this the climate of china varies from tropical in the south to subarctic in the northeast then how would it be possible to have a singular cuisine given that everything from the availability of resources geography history 
cooking techniques and lifestyle would impact food habits. For example, light and delicate dim sums are the gifts of Cantonese cooking, while Shizuan, which is the bastardization of Sichuan, is known for its use of fiery chilies. Shanghainese food tends to be on the sweeter side, while Zhejiang cuisine is closer to Japanese food in its preference for fresh food. China has preserved and grown many of its culinary traditions, but the explosion of pork consumption cuts across cuisines. Anthony Bourdain once remarked, Food, after all, is more than just a collection of ingredients. It can carry the story of a place's culture, its history and its economy. And for once, China isn't an outlier. There is a strong stereotype of Chinese people being short or having a weak build. However, if you go to China today, you would find no such thing. The stereotype emerged when the world saw pictures of the Chinese who were malnourished from the Cultural Revolution, thereby having stunted growth. But give a starving people prosperity and they will overcompensate. The parents' and grandparents' memories of food deprivation and their ambitions are now fulfilled through the food habits of the young Chinese. It's a country which is eating its way to obesity, much like the most rapidly developing nations, including India. About a decade ago, Sasha Gong, a food writer, came out with a book called The Cultural Revolution Cookbook. Her recipes required just six cooking utensils, a wok, steamer, stockpot, spatula, cutting board, and a sharp knife. The ingredients too are widely available because her book is a classic example of a new cuisine China invented during the revolution, survivalist cuisine. I would imagine that it would appeal to Yi Yun Li, whose sister drank soy sauce from the bottle while she sipped vinegar. I would also guess that both these women would find the cultural revolution-themed restaurants an absolute horror. Because with time, horror becomes heritage. First as a tragedy, then as farce, then as a commodity. The commodification of the cultural revolution is a subtle way to completely rewrite the memory of the event in the minds of the young Chinese. Rewriting the national consciousness is at the heart of any power struggle. And food is the most subtle, palatable battleground. The revolution is now a dinner party. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter and YB Travel 42 on Instagram.